growth starts in understanding the elementary principles. Most believers can't test on the lower levels of even the doctrines of devils. You still, watch this, you still triggered by the relationships that you have. Can I ask y'all something? If God adds to your life, do you know there is more responsibility, actually more realms of adversarial movement that comes to you? So you can't navigate the relationships that you have now. How much more when you grab, get more? But you see how elementary it is because he said, you're still arguing and fighting. Why is that? He said, are you not acting like mere men still arguing and fighting? And then the Bible says, you, you argue and fight because you have not. Oh, that was the problem. You still arguing and fighting because you don't have what you think you're supposed to have. So you're blaming them for what you don't have. Somebody find that scripture for me. I'll find it here. I don't want you to think I'm talking in my own accord. <laughs> How many of y'all are getting this? How many of you see the, the importance of elementary principles? We, we can't go beyond this. Here, I'm going to pull this up because I want you to see. Amen. Pulling up scripture in the middle of service. Jesus. First Corinthians. Say that again. First Corinthians what? First Corinthians 3, 3. Let's see. Yes, that's it. Somebody read verse uh, verse one, and I want you to go verse one to three. Go ahead. First Corinthians three. Three and uh, three. I'm so sorry. Stop right there. I'm sorry. Read that whole thing. I'm sorry. Verse one. Ah, we'd have been would have been saying this whole morning. I couldn't even speak to you. Now, when the spirit of truth has come, he will lead and guide you into what? All truth. But even the way I speak to you, I can tell if your ear is open or closed. That's why the scriptures tell you don't give your pearls to swine, because I'm not going to spend two hours with you if your ear is not open. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I couldn't even start with you as into spiritual people, which means you still don't know how to judge spiritual with spiritual. How many people on a day-to-day basis that you know can test spiritually? Are you trying to talk to them spiritually? I couldn't speak to you as spiritual. Why? But as carnal. As what? Babes in Christ, which means he knows that babes are still carnal. (laughs) 
I fed you with milk, not with solid food, for until now you weren't able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. able. Watch this. Watch this. He's still talking to who? Who is he talking to? Come on, people of God. Who is he talking to? I need you to know that. Now watch this. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and division among you, are you not carnal, behaving like mere men? So what did he call a baby? Oh, everybody getting mastery today. What did he call a baby? When you act like a mere man. So why is he talking about being a mere man? Because he told you you're supposed to be what? Spiritual people. Now, the Bible says we judge spiritual things with. So the place that you can't judge is where you still merely men. We can go home just right there. People of God, this is why it's important for you to understand the order of God, the precepts that govern what you're trying to be and become. You got to come from out of places that don't get you what you need. I'm glad that it it, it tickles your ears. I'm glad that it make you feel good. But it's time out for you've been feeling good for the last 10 years. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I don't want to, I don't need a feel good message. That's why when people, no offense, because you need, like I said, you only need encouragement if you're doing the work. You're not, you shouldn't be getting encouraged if you're not doing the work. Encouragement comes for those who are doing the work. So sometimes some of y'all heard me say this. I say, I'm just here to encourage you. Because you're doing the what? Work. But if you're not necessarily doing the work, I'm not just there to encourage you. I'm there to help you get to that place. Because if you're still trying to be encouraged in your own burden, you haven't even met his yet. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. The reason why the load is not light to you because you're still in your own. You carrying your own, not saying, watch this, watch this, because it's a, watch this, watch this. The Bible says you're going to carry a cross, you're going to be crucified, you're going to be ostracized, okay? What believers are getting mixed up and we're not having the balance in is the burden and the crucifixion. Hear me, okay? It's a difference between the burden and the crucifixion. The Bible says We were crucified with Christ. Stay with me. We were what? No, you wasn't crucified. How are you crucified with Christ? Because I'm one with Christ. So he's saying is you shouldn't even have to be crucified again, which means you're bringing yourself into self-crucifixion. Hear me. Because some believers are still in dead works because you're still sacrificing in in a self-autonomy way. You're still fighting the wind like I'm fighting the devil, but you're not even in the burden of God. You're still fighting about bills. Oh, Jesus, we're going to have a hard time this this morning. You're not you're not crying over the souls. 
You're crying over something that he told you not to pray for. Wow. He told you the Gentiles pray after that stuff. You, y- y'all see how far we are? <laughs> but we shout about our, hey, my bill is going to get paid. And Jesus probably looking like, look at this mess. They taking your laws. They controlling everything. Proverbs say if they take the laws, what can Christians do? Give me that PowerPoint up for me. I, I should have updated. But you're still shouting over what he said you shouldn't be praying for. But he told you to seek the kingdom and all these things shall be what? But when you've been bewitched, you don't know the difference. So you've come into self-autonomy and you don't even know it. You're self-governing and you don't even know it because you come to church when you want to come. That's what you've been taught. But when you want to go to the picture show, you're making sure your popcorn is ready. On time. I can't miss the commercial. It might be a good one. You standing in the line like, hurry up. But we come in the door of Christ like, hey, you know, how you doing, sister? Highland, grand favor, blood of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got them beans on the pot, girl. I'll get it after. You, you, you handle God as if he's just something that you're doing on the side. Who has bewitched you after starting in the spirit? Now you think you're going to be perfected by the flesh. Somebody say societal bewitchment. The Lord told me to talk on bewitchment this morning. We're doing a shift. (laughs) But I'm going to close this point really quickly. Paul told us in Hebrews 5.12, you should be teachers by now, but you need someone to teach you again the first elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you need uh, and then become such a need of milk. Not strong meat, which means when you're still a babe, you still don't understand the precepts or the element. You're still in elementary. And Paul says you shouldn't even be teachers by now. You should be teachers, but you're not. Should you teach if you don't know elementary? Y'all be careful about what you're saying now, because there's a lot of people that we, we, we still have to learn. So I'm not saying that to take us down. I'm telling you what God is calling us to go towards. Because if we keep trying to be qualified by the world and qualified by what people say and qualified about our feel good, we're missing the precepts of what God is called to govern your life. Are y'all getting this? So where was I at? I wanted to close that. (laughs) We'll hit mastery later. Can you give me the clicker? 
So, so what, what I want you to understand is the spirit of truth, and I'm going to ask this again. Thank you. If the spirit of truth, the Bible said the spirit of truth has come, he will lead and guide you into how much? How much? All truth. How much of the spirit of truth that you have in you? How much? All. The kingdom of God is where? So let me, the, the, the treasure is in where? So what you're looking for is actually where? So if there's a bewitchment, he has to get you looking on the and away from the That's why today the world can do what it want to do, and we're just going to change our doctrine to fit what the world says. Walk by faith and not by, which means sight has a bewitchment to it. And when you can't test on certain levels, you don't know what you're taking in. So you can justify and qualify things that you're taking in because you don't have the testing. The Bible says those who are spiritual judge all things, although we ourselves are not judged. Why? Because we have the mind of Christ, which means if you have the mind of Christ, the adversary is after the mind that you have. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the, that you may what? Prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the, how can you prove if you haven't transformed the mind? Are y'all getting this? But you can only prove. Where you've been tested. Wow. <laughs> Can I stay here just for a second? We, for the longest time, have not been tested in churches. Most of our elders, most of our preaching, I'm not going into that, but I want you to understand something. When the people are not tested, you're not tested for authenticity. God loves to test us for what? Authenticity. He have to prove you with fire. He have to prove you with where, you, where you're trying to go. That's why sometimes I can't have everybody walking with me because they don't know why their family are acting a fool. They're like, Jesus, we've been arguing for the last week, Pastor. Yeah, you're coming close to some stuff. Sometimes... Freedom will wake up things that you didn't know was there. Sometimes freedom will wake up things that bondage and witchcraft been hiding in. You thought your family, you thought your friends were there. Disagree with them. But submission, watch this, watch this. Submission is not proven until we disagree.
Because if you can't handle the level of disagreement to test to see if you're in the faith. You're not really submitted to here. That's why the Bible says they left here. We thought they were a part of us. They really wasn't a part of us. Are y'all hearing me? So I want you to understand your testing is very important. You are a spiritual people. Somebody say I'm a spiritual people. You're not just natural. You're not called to live from the natural senses. You're not. That's why you say, why are you acting like mere men? Why are you still arguing on lower levels? I've been on many calls and people try to trigger me and they were just so surprised. He's not saying nothing back and it's making me more mad. You ever had somebody get mad at you because you're not responding back? You just, they just wanted you. Why? Because a kingdom divided against itself. And the adversary knows that when you in the world, the Bible says when you are in the world, the adversary had to make you make somebody fall. That's why lust and all that stuff will rage at you at certain times, because you can't go to sleep until you make somebody. Even if it's yourself. <laughs> Jesus. You had to get that swig. Uh oh, let me leave y'all alone. I know all of some of us came off the bottle. <laughs> Pastor was on that a little bit too. I, I told y'all, I just got y'all getting what I'm saying? <laughs> Say that that joke a mess. Right? Oh, I was a mess. I, I didn't get this by uh, not, no no school get, get this me here. Uh -uh. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Let's read this. Matthew eleven twelve, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the what? Kingdom of heaven suffer violent and the violent do what? They do what? They do what? The kingdom of heaven suffered violence. Now, what's going on in the kingdom of heaven? What's going on in the kingdom of heaven? What is the kingdom of heaven? Stay with me here. The Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and powers in what? Heavenly realms. So when he says something is coming by force, what start? Where is it starting? In. There's a war in heavenly realms. That's why your flesh can't do nothing for you, because if you can't push through in the heavenlies, what are you doing? Wow. We can handle this this morning. Amen. I'm sorry. We, 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 we building strong backbones in here. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but the violent take it by what? Force. When I'm feeling under a pressure that doesn't keep me in the love of God, that doesn't keep me in the joy of God, I know a force is trying to do something. The problem with most of us, we only pray when we go into a problem, but we only pray for the problem to be fixed. That has nothing to do. You're misguided in the spiritual realm. For you to take it by force, number one, you've got to know there's something that's something being taken. Or number two, you've got to realize that somebody needs saving. 
For you to take something by force, number one, you got to realize that something has been taken. Or number two, someone needs what? Saving. When uh, something is happening, there's a fire, there's something going on in a house, somebody called the police. They only come in by force if what? Someone needs saving. Or if there's a fire, they break in the door without permission because someone needs what? So there are rules that govern breaking in. I want y'all to hear me. I'm, I'm trying to slow down because I don't want to go too fast. There are rules of breaking and entering. Because by the law, that's breaking or injuring. You didn't act. I don't care if the fire is not. So there are rules of what? Breaking and entering it. When there's a fire, there's times you have to break in. And when something was taken, there's a point where you have to take it back. What's wrong with believers is we're letting the devil take all our seats. It's your seat. And he comes and says, hey, you ain't sitting down. He said, oh, you can have it. That's right. I, I, can, I can pay you for it. What did Judas sell out Jesus for? What did he sell him out for? How you walk with somebody and sell him out for? Because he didn't have the principles that govern taking it by force. Most believers are taking it by force, but being governed by the flesh, carnal flesh. Not realize they're doing the same thing. That's how you can cuss somebody out and still have the word of God in your mouth. That's the same. The words of God in your mouth. Wow. Now, I'm not mad at your cusses. Because there's a spirit of God that's going to help you. Yes, yes. Hey, man, y'all see y'all in a good church, pastor. I ain't throwing you down. I saw, you know, I said, let me help with this. I saw in the spirit around Jesus. All right. We working on that pastor. Hey, we're going to help you here. <laughs> but because of hey, hey, pastor. All right, Peter was a cusser. Paul, one of them was a cusser. It's all right. We're going to fix it. But, but as we go, but I want you to understand something. God is trying to purify you so you can learn to become. Because even though things are suffering violent, you got to learn how to take it by force. The problem with today's world, if we don't teach the church how to take it by force, you're going to sit back and let everything be taken. With a language that says, well, the grace and the goodness and the love of God. How many of y'all know the love of God has laws? Love, love without laws is chaos. The heathen like love too. The homosexual like love too. 
We ain't saying we hate them. We love them. But they got to love too. Y'all getting what I'm saying? What's, your, what's the difference between yours and theirs? Because you came with a love message, right? Go ahead and love them, Christians. Come on, let's go. They marching for love. Come on, we all going to go, go down there and tell them about how Jesus is love. But they're going to tell you we know that. What else can you bring to the table? Somebody say, I'm bringing a sword. <laughs> you got to know when it's time, peace time, and war time. There's a difference between what? Peace time and war time. We are in a stage in time where the adversary is not, listen to me, and for him to get to this point, it shows where the church has been. But he's not scared to stand on his two feet and say what he thinks. But the church is standing below and saying, we just, we love, so just come. No, no, no. It's war time for you to stand on your feet and say what you're supposed to say. Because it's not, watch this, it's not necessarily the way you're going to say it that's going to get it. It's what you're saying that get it. In the last days, people are going to cast off sound doctrine. How many of you say the scripture and people got mad at you during these days? If, if you're in here and you got mad at somebody that said it, it's all right. We're we working on it. Uh, you know, that was actually me that was mad at that joker calling me talking about some scriptures. <laughs> that was actually me, Pastor. She tried to call me, give me some scripture. You have to realize that the word of God is what's going to be the danger of society today. You can't stand by and be silent. But you will be silent where you can't test. Why? Because it's going to sound like you said. I told y'all last week that witches look and sound like you. <laughs> ah, I, you know, what? we're going to do some more outreaches. I, I want to show y'all some some stuff. You wouldn't be able to tell a black ma magic charmer. You won't be able to tell a witch, a warlock because they talk like you. They look like you. They sound like they actually come into churches. But because they give you scripture, you actually hold their hand and say, hallelujah. And they'll be speaking in devilish tongues and you speaking in yours and you don't know you're being bewitched. Oh, Lord, I done went too far. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? So what I want you to understand is they're after your, you, your laws. They're after what God is trying to do. Let's go here. Oh, foolish Galatians. Galatians 3, 1, 3. Galatians 3, 1, 3. If you want to open your Bibles, you can go there. Watch this. Oh, foolish Galatians. Who have what? Who have bewitched you? Nonzo, can you give me that iPad back there? I, have, I haven't even started in my notes. Thank you. Who have bewitched you that you should what? Thank you. Not obey the truth. So when I'm not obeying the truth, I have been what? 
Now, remember, you have the spirit of God. Remember that. It didn't mean you wasn't saved, but you've come to a point to be bewitched. Before whom eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you who crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by hearing of, of hate? Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so? Isn't that something? Y'all call Christian when they call you foolish. And, they, you know, the Bible will call you foolish quick. Are you so foolish? Uh, having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Now, I want you to understand something. There are two types of bewitchments. OK, there are two types of bewitchments in the, the Greek and Hebrew. One, I'm going to just tell you what it means. One means to be amazed and astonished. So bewitchment can amaze you. It can astonish you. That's called commercial. Somebody said commercials. So there's now let me ask you something. Let me tell you something. Businesses have programs. They actually teach people on master manipulation. Most salesmen has been taught on master what? Master manipulation. What does that mean? They teach you how to look at a person and the things that they like, what they do, how they move to get them to want what you have. That's called a master manipulator. Didn't matter if you needed it or not. Now, so I was in sales, too, and I'm saying not saying all of them, but <laughs> I didn't know it was master manipulation. But they train you to see the colors, the likes, the sports. If I'm talking to you for the sake of a sale. Am I not trying to be with you if you need it or not? Are y'all with me? That's why when they come to your door, they say, ah, how many of y'all get the bug people today? Oh, no, y'all ain't get the bug people. Pest patrol. Yeah, the pest patrol. I get about five of them. I say, I need to put a sign on my door. And when they say, look at the spiders. Look at the moth. You got one right here. Look at that. I can take care of that. Now, it only take one bottle. Now, if you work for them, listen, we need it to, you know, sometimes no people don't. But it could be one bottle to kill that one thing. I mean, if you have time to do it. But you might not have no bugs. And they say, but you know what? They're going to come. I saw some from your neighbor and we took care of theirs. I'm a good salesman. Y'all. <laughs> come on, y'all don't want to go into competition. I, I'll sell you down the street. Are y'all getting me? Y'all get in my drift. But there's something called a master manipulator that when you walk in a room, you'll walk out with something that you actually didn't need. Now, sometimes you don't know you need it and you do need it. But I'm saying those things that you don't necessarily need. Sometimes y'all stop at restaurants with food that you didn't need. Ah, I see. It. I'm coming down your alley, down your, your front row. Why? Because you saw a commercial. You didn't realize that the commercial cycled you back into what you saw. So when you see Burger King, you thought about the Whopper. You understand? When you seen the barbecue place, you remember the commercial of the red beans and potato salad. You get what I'm saying? So you're not only looking at the sign, you're looking at a memory of a bewitchment. 
Now, this one don't take you to hell. I mean, unless you're just overindulging yourself. You might need to repent for the body. Oh, you're getting what I'm saying. So there are master manipulators that will get you to the places that they can easily be with you. That's why when you weaken faith, you need a brother of faith to build you up. Or you're going to be built from something else. That's why it's dangerous. Can I go here for a second? That's why it's dangerous for anybody who's single to get in relationships with people who have a stronger spiritual, not in God's spirit, stronger than you. Because you're going to be a partaker of what they say and do. Which means if you're in a relationship and somebody is not a Christian or they're not submitted to God in that way, you go to church. But they've been uh, an Islamic or Muslim or any other religion and you don't have the license or the tools to deal with that type of spirit. You might need to separate yourself. This is why you're going to start taking on the beliefs because of their zeal, even the knowledge that they have, they will be with you. And you didn't know you came into what they believe. Guys, listen to me. The spiritual realm is real. You get out with somebody, you're like, how in the world did I get out here? All right, let's continue. So who has bewitched you starting in the what? Spirit. How I many you know we say because of the spirit of God? So the spirit of God is within you. And this is why the church has to understand. When people come to Christ, they come to Christ. The spirit of God has come. But their soul got to be trained. So they're saved drunkards. They're saved cussers. That's why Paul called them babies. You get what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong with that. The danger of that is when the church can't discern how to make you grow up. So we've been feeding you on Hollywood experiments. So when pandemics come, oh, see, I keep calling it the wrong thing. When pandemics come, they got to get psychiatrists. Watch this. They got to get psychiatrists to teach you how to stay balanced. How many of y'all know that's a problem to God? I didn't say there's nothing wrong with psychiatrists. If you need one, get one. But when it comes to the house of God, we don't need. I would listen to me. If you've been I've been preaching to you about faith about purity, about keeping your mind stayed on him. And now I need a psychiatrist to help you keep your mind. There's something wrong with that. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? What are we really preaching? Paul said, I didn't come with you with an eloquent speech of human wisdom. But I came preaching in weakness and trembling in the power of God, that your wisdom, although your faith, excuse me, do not be in the what? Wisdom of. Now, let me ask you something. When things happen wrongly, why do we fall off? You've been bewitched in the wisdom of. You don't even know how to stay up. Why? Because you've been bewitched in the wisdom of man.
some of the basic tenets of God we don't even have. But you had a, you had a good message last Sunday. Is that message able to transcend you or transition you into a new level? New license, new liberty. Somebody say license and liberty. You will never go forward in your life until you learn how to get license and liberty in the spirit. Because you will always be which on the, your level. All right. Are y'all getting this? So what I want you to understand is before I go there, the Bible says if they uh, oh, did I put it in there? Let me make sure. If the foundation, Psalms 11, 3, watch this. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the found. Now, the problem is we don't know that our roots are Judeo-Christian roots. A lot of the stuff that we say in America come from Judeo-Christian roots. You've been twisted in that, too. In God we trust. There are things that are rooted. The reason why America stay up and the best is because there are Judeo-Christian roots that are keeping it sustained. Not saying there aren't adversaries in high places. But you've been lied to thinking that it's always been adversarial, even the start of America. It's a lie. That's why today they're trying to destroy everything. But you think it's... You think we're still fighting pigment when the devil is destroying everything. Why? Because he can pick fights with those who don't have license and liberty. Because they've been living under a rock because of their persecution. If the son have set you free, you are what? So how can you tell me you free indeed, but now somebody holding you back? Which one is it? Wow. Ask your neighbor, say, which one is it? Are, are, are you free indeed? I thought if God be before you, who can be? Now, you see, you hold that stuff until. All right, let, let's leave it. So if the foundations are what? Destroyed, which means there's an adversarial movement that, that's governing society. And if we don't stand up, they're going to take your laws. And he said, what can you do? But be saved in the corner. Can I be honest with you? I am. I, I, the, the last conversations I've been having is asking God how to train my children, how to be strong in the Lord. See, people are not even realizing. If you can instill in your child how to stand besides what their friends say, besides what society say, I got to Come on, I'm going to make it a little harder for you. I got to teach him to stand even to the point of death. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that just changed the story a little bit. Because in the last days, they're going to be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, proud, boasters, blasphemers, lovers of, 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 of themselves, lovers of money. Lovers of all these stuff more than lovers of God. Having a form of. Come on, help me with the scripture. Having a what? Now, this is interesting because we have forms, too. What's the difference? I just ask y'all, what is the difference? Because if you got the form and I got the form, how do we know which one is which? 
having a form of godliness, but denying the somebody say societal bewitchment. When you deny the power, you have been societal bewitched. Can I help you with something? And I said this Wednesday night, I'm going to say it again. That's why we go to the medicine cabinet before we go to God. We have been bewitched. We don't believe in the power of God anymore. We don't even look for the power. Oh, Jesus. We don't even look for the power. How many of you know that's a problem? When you stop looking for the miracle, when you stop looking for the power, when you stop looking for the healing, it's one thing to say that this is a fact and I'm going towards the truth, but we're not even looking for the truth anymore. Wow. It's proof that we have been be. Christians are looking for safety, peace and safety more than the world is today. Well, pastor, you know, we got to be wise. I didn't say be, didn't be wise. I'm saying even in your wisdom, it's not the truth. You don't stop until you see the truth. But the point that you stopped is showed that you think you're free indeed in that. That's why Jesus said, if the son sets you free, the problem is God knows when you start being set free in pharmacia and you start being free in all these things. Now it becomes your God. Watch this, because you can't live without it. You have a society that have been bewitched and they can't live without it. What do you tell somebody who want to come to Christ? And in their mind, they're thinking about why do you want to come to your God? But he can't do that for you. I would rather say, watch this, I would rather say, I am working on grabbing fate for this than to say, well, when I get to heaven, God is going to heal it. Ah. Somebody say, line up on line, precept upon precept. He said, according to your faith. So what are you saying, Pastor? Why are we not seeing healings? Because it's not our faith is in money. Our faith is in what we can attain. Our faith is in our job. Our faith is in our promotion. Our faith is in our houses. Our faith is in our cars. Our faith has left God. And when things are shaken, because our houses might be taken, because our money might be shaken, we are shaken. We say, let's pray. But we're not praying to know more of God. We're praying for God to make us peace. When he said, I didn't come to bring you peace. I came to bring a sword to split this thing in half. But if you're looking for peace, that means you've been bewitched. The only peace that you're called to be in is in me. So I didn't, I, I stopped and I was telling y'all two things. Did y'all, I didn't even finish that. <laughs> I, I was teaching y'all about the difference between the. Uh, this is a part of this. I was teaching you the difference between the burden of God. And really your own burden, your own work. OK. You fight the wind when you're praying 
and still an operation of what Jesus said, do not pray for. He said, don't pray like the Gentiles do. Why should you worry about what you're going to? Come on, help me out. Come on, church. Don't worry about what you're going to what? Eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to. You what, what you're going to eat, you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. These things are for them who are still worldly of what they are worrying about. But when things are shaken, what is the church first prayer meeting about? How are we going to eat? If we still come to prayer meetings and not leave it up to the, the, the older saints. When God is saying, I told you, stop praying about that. It's, it's showing that you still not after my burden. You still not living for what I'm living for. You still haven't even entered into. You still talking about the devil after your bills. Do you know God will tear down your house if it takes for you to turn your face around? I just messed up some people because you're trying to get people big houses instead of giving them him. Poverty is not only on the outside. For it to be on the outside, it has to start on the. Even if the world, that's why, let, let me tell you something. Can, can I help you all out with something? Even if all the systems worked in your favor and it didn't point to Christ, what have you done? So let me ask you something. What are you really fighting for? Because poverty don't start on the outside. The Bible says, you rich folks, be careful. Now, now religious folks, we go into this thing. See, I, that's why I don't need money. Ah, that's not what he's talking about. He's saying, you rich folk, be careful, okay? Because I, I need to make sure that you're cleaned out, not thinking that your riches is going to keep you. Now, you need money. But he say, be careful. That's why the Bible says, listen, would you rather gain the whole world and lose your when you're gaining without your soul? You are showing proof that you didn't understand license and liberty. Because you're paying for it. Wow. You never enter a new realm without the introduction of a new demonic force. Ah, y'all better hear me. There are men of God who are entering realms and I'm in the back office, back offices, seeing things happen before my eyes. I'm saying, wow. The Pharisees will come after you. You don't preach in this city without my approval. You don't do anything on this realm without my approval. You had a job. You don't come to the boss without my approval. Have y'all been a job like that? Somebody thought he had control, license, and you almost slapped them silly. I know God was working on you. I know. God was still working on you. Some of y'all like, God's still working on me, Pastor. We're going to go to the old. We're going to be all right. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So, so what I want you to understand is, oh, I pressed the wrong thing. What I want you to understand is, If you are bewitched, you allow them to take what you don't understand. Now, I want y'all to see something. 
How many of y'all heard about what's going on in, in California? With the church. How many of you know, you know, this pandemic has really done a lot of things. Can I bring balance to it for a second? It's a real virus. It's a real virus. How many of y'all know that? However, you've got to understand the lines and the governance that they are trying to introduce during it. They would love for you to go into different wars so you don't pay attention to what's going on behind the scenes. And embryonic Christians will say that it's good for the, see the problem is even discerning why it's why this shaking is happening. Some Christians believe this had to shake so people know that you don't come to, you don't have to come to church. You can be online. Somebody say line up online. Precept upon precept. How many of you know the Bible says do not ne- do not neglect the, the forsake, neglect or forsake the assembling of yourselves until the end of the time. That was a command, not a, not a guess. It wasn't a suggestion. Do you know the law actually is held where they can't supposed to not supposed to stop church? Because we are separate from that government. Not supposed to be. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? So what they are doing is desensitizing you, master bewitchment, so you can be prepared for what they want to introduce. If the pandemic or the the virus was that strong, why do you still allow protests, but you want gatherings to stop? Prayer meetings got to stop. But you can go all you want in the street. Christians sit back. Politicians get on live TV and tell you your church is doing nothing. A politician got on live TV and told you your church, which is the cornerstone of God, is nothing. Presidents that you voted for actually have broken seals biblically, but you still promote them. Oh, I knew I was. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. See, I, I only only when I go down your road, I know. I know because we're not trained to look into greater depths of biblical content. We are. We go as far as we're triggered. Many believers have been. Triggered, not according to the word of God. They've been triggered according to their own flesh and their pigment. Somebody say, stick with the word, stick with the word, stick with the word. You know what's so interesting? When I graduated from college, in some of my classes, they taught us the reality of how news can portray certain things. Do y'all know the most of the stuff that we see on TV is actually not the greatest things that bring death in society. Do y'all know how many people die of cancer, die of smoking, die of alcohol abuse, die of stuff that are preventable, but they're not telling you that. But you go 
you go to your doctors and you trust them more than you trust the man of God. I didn't say you don't trust. Listen, the doctors are good. Do you trust the word of God first or do you trust? You have been bewitched. We're not looking for God anymore. But I declare we're going to look for him from today on. Come on, I declare that you're going to be built up in the most holy faith. I declare that I'm going to learn how to stand and know he's God in my life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I might lose some friends. I might even not lose family, but they might not like me for a little bit. I'll bake them some cakes and bake them, send them some brownies. But I've got to stand on the word of God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Tell somebody, don't be bewitched. Don't be bewitched. Don't be bewitched. We read this last week. Do not think I came to bring what? Peace on the earth. I didn't put the scripture on. I did not come to bring peace, but a what? Sword. For I have come to set man against his father, daughter against his mother, her mother, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And, and man's enemies will be those of his own household. Who was your enemies? And I don't mean that the people in the house, they, they, they came out of bewitchment. So. I'm going to tell you what it all means. He who loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves his son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not what? Worthy of me. What he's saying is when you love anything before you start with me, you got a problem. You know why the church is being bewitched? You you ready for this? You have been motivated, not in faith. There's nothing wrong with motivation, but motivation is a dangerous thing because if it takes over faith, those are two different things. And I feel like I have to keep teaching this because I don't think people know the difference between motivation and faith. Motivation will try to bring change at the expense of others. Faith will bring change with the change of everybody, change of others. What do you mean? If I tell you to be motivated into something, I can preach it too. But I can tell you to go get that thing and take down everybody in front of you. Tell that devil, tell that devil to shut up and go forward. When you're called to save the devil, you're talking about. Somebody said the difference between motivation and faith. So some people think they're in faith, but they're actually motivated. That's why they fight you to get it. Ah, Jesus, you have been bewitched. When you can argue with me to get what you want, you've been bewitched. You're actually in motivation, not faith. That's why he said elementary principles, faith towards God. How many, how many, some people are after what they're after because they never had it. Wow. 
I never had this and nobody going to stop me. Nobody going to stop me from getting what I want to get. Nobody going to stop. Come on. We all, we, we all, how many of y'all was there? I used to be there. Uh, 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 yeah. And nobody going to stop me. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Nobody going to stop me. And somebody calling you just want to have a conversation. And as soon as they, they say something you don't like, you go into a rage. You go into a, oh, you just see, you, oh, you wanted them against me. So you're actually comparing them with something that you heard before, something that you that has been done with you before. So now you got to fight to get what you haven't got. And you don't realize you're saying, well, God is with me. God is before me and he is before you and he's with you. But you're not being led by faith. This faith, this wisdom is peaceable. This is what your Bible says. The wisdom of God is peaceable. It's loving. It's kind. It shows fruit. So if I tell you, oh, we even leave men of God that don't agree with us. Because you sound like the other one. You're just trying to control me. Uh oh. Uh, that's why we have a submission problem. We you let the rebellion of others become the rebellion in us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Who has bewitched you? Do you even believe in miracles anymore? Wow. I want you to think about that. Do you even believe? How many of y'all tried to pray for somebody to get healed? Don't raise your hand. Heal lately. Amen if you have. But I bet you if we ask that abroad, most of the church have not. How many of us are trying to get people saved lately? Y'all see how we, we the pendulum has switched? We have become self-adulterers. Wow. If it doesn't fit me, I'm not interested. But I want God to speak. Do you know God don't pay for something that's unless it's bigger than you? Somebody said he's a good God. He want to blow your mind so much more. The ideas, the things that he's been calling you to, you've been sitting on because of your facts. But he's saying until you come out of your own facts, I can't deal with it. Whatever God calls for, he provides for. And what he's been calling you out of is to bring you into. Somebody say, I'm coming in this time. Come on, say, I'm coming in this time. You got to learn how to pick your head up because you got to learn to come in. If the foundation are destroyed, what can you do? The Bible is telling us that God's spirit, it gives life. It gives what? John 6, 63. The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words that I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and it's life. Somebody said you got to speak the word. Most of us have a problem not receiving because we're not speaking. You have a problem getting because you're not speaking. And you don't speak because you're still doubting. You only speak what you have confidence for. For you to speak what God is speaking, you got to have confidence. For you to have confidence, you have to understand that he's paid a price already for you. Somebody say, I've been bought with the price. What are you trying to pay for then before you get it? 
He said, is the blessing and the promises of God is according to the works of the law? Or is it by faith? What are you waiting for? Let me stay on track here. God is looking for us to stand. Somebody say it's time to stand. Let me go to the end. I'm, it will be done here. Romans 1.14. I am not a debtor. I am a, excuse me, a debtor both to Greeks and to uh, Barnabas, barbarians, excuse me, both to wise and unwise. So as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of what? Now, the danger is if you're preaching Christ and you didn't, you're not preaching that he's risen. The Bible says if Christ have not risen, what are we really preaching? When you don't preach a risen Christ, you're preaching Christ died for you. Yes, but you're not preaching that he can rise for you. That's a danger. That's called bewitchment because you believe that he died for your sins, but you don't believe he can rise you. You believe he died for your sins, but you don't believe he, he can heal you. You believe you can die for your sins, but you believe you can't change. So you keep saying that God is working on me, but when are you going to be worked on? Uh, Y'all ready for this? The, The actuality of somebody saying God is working on me is proof that you haven't repented. The truth of it is God is working on all of us. But everything that you're looking at that you think that he needs to work on is actually according to the law. You are not made perfect because of what you did in the first place. You're made perfect because of who's in you. So the fact that you got to be do that first to get that is showing that you're still living by the law. How many of you know God wants you to be perfected? Because of who, what he did, not because of what you're doing. How many of you know you're supposed to inherit the blessing because God just wants you to get it? Ah, yeah, yeah. What if God just wants you to get it? What if it's not God that's holding you back? It's just your lack of knowing that it's yes and amen. What if it's God not holding you back? It's just your lack of perceiving the opportunity. The spirit will lead and guide you into how much? How much? Where is the truth? How much of it? If it's all in you and the spirit leads you into it, what's stopping you? What's stopping you is staying close to the spirit. Are y'all getting this? Which means the closer I conjoin and keep the mind of Christ to be led by the spirit. Those who are led by the spirit are the sons of God. The closest I can continue to stay led by the spirit, the more I am revealed into the promises and being an heir of Christ Jesus. All things are yours, the Bible says. What does God have that you can't get? 
But you know you've been bewitched when you feel like you got to go get this before you can get that. Because your search becomes more of the flesh than of the spirit, because you don't have to pray in the morning to go get that. You just go to class. You don't have to pray because, you know, your check coming tomorrow. So you get your eggs and bacon and your cheese and you walk out the door and be like, I'll pray. Get, I'll catch this on Wednesday night service. So let me ask you something. If you're not looking for the mind of God through your day, what you looking for? Are you living? For, can you handle this? Are you living for you or are you living for him? Are you approving yourself by what you attain? Or are you approving yourself by what you're walking in? Test yourself to see of you in the faith. How do you do How many of you know you're supposed to know your license in the spirit? Do you know the license you have in the spirit? Those who are spiritual judge spirit. Judge what? When you're at your job, you're supposed to be judging spiritually. I'm just an employee, but I see the manager. He's not saved. I am. If he's not careful, if I want that position. I have the upper hand, not because God don't like him, but because who I am. License and liberty. When you are in power, they're happy. Why is the world not happy right now? Who's in power? Who's in power over your cities? Who's in power over your... There's something that's split. There's a war that's going on. There's a war that's undermining. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Let me give you one more here. He's telling you, for I am not ashamed of what? The gospel, which means when you stop being able to give the pure word and you're not you're not saying what God's saying, you're not saying what the word is saying. You have now become bewitched and you are ashamed. When you are silent, they take over. When you are silenced at your house, the adversary takes over. As for me and my house, we're going to. So you got to set the temperature. Tell somebody I got to set the temperature. Stop qualifying and allowing people to violate the principles that govern your realm. Even if I have Thanksgiving at my house, they know what comes in my refrigerator and what can't. Well, you know, they might, well, you might judge them and they might not want to come. Well, hey, I'll see them next year at the other people's house. I am not ashamed of the gospel and I won't compromise it for nobody. Why? Because the seeds that are permitted through your compromise is actually doing greater damage. They become greater damaged goods when you compromise and you're actually speaking the word. 
Tell somebody, speak the word. Speak the word. Now, now understand when you speak it, they go. See, the problem we're having right now, you know, the biggest problem we're having right now, you still want to be liked. Can we stay here for a second? You still want to be liked. I'm so sorry. y'all. I've been hated a lot. Uh, I think I'm immune to it. <laughs> because I don't work for men. I work for God. And until you learn to stop trying to please men, but please God, you're going to continue to compromise. But this is the danger. Watch this, watch this, watch this. What if what you are praying for is actually behind your compromise? Can we go deeper just a little bit? I can close it in. I'm I'm trying to work y'all up to something. What if what your influence was supposed to be on the earth was actually behind your compromise? What if the voice that was birthed for such a time as this is what I'm putting in your heart, your mind, your spirit. But because you're scared of what they're going to think and what they're going to say, you're actually stopping the blessing. So now you got to pray for a manufactured blessing. So God meets your need and you say, oh, he met it. No, 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 no. God actually had more and above before you. And people actually want to follow you. They just scared to say it themselves. But they will follow behind you. They might hide behind you. You said, you said, you said. They'll even pay for you. Say, ah, you say it. Ah, we, we, we. The problem with you is you scared to say it too. So you mar- you get marching orders behind the person, and everybody marching behind one man. But when the man fall down, you back at home. Who's next? Oh, I know I didn't woke something up. Now you got to open your mouth. You are the light of the world, a city set on the hill that cannot be hidden. The problem with the body of Christ is you are not speaking. Yeah, you won't say it, but you're going to hide behind somebody that will. You won't post it, but you'll hide behind somebody that. I like it, but I know sister, uh, sister Amy, she ain't going to like me if I put that out. You get what I'm saying? So we are not. We are ashamed of the gospel. That brought you salvation. Now, I'm not telling you to put out stuff that is stuff that's beyond your testing. But if you don't speak up, how many of you know that the one that's the loudest is winning the narrative? The devil don't mind being loud. That's why the world don't realize that there is levels to development, because most of the strongest people of the body of Christ, they're not loud. They're quiet. And a lot of them, their churches are not big. Some of the most powerful people in the body of Christ, they're actually not loud. But they got the word. But they're not necessarily supposed to be loud. The body was supposed to gather around them to help them get the message out. But because we we haven't been trained to go through the work of the ministry, we're still waiting on them to come out when they're saying we need help to come out. Because our job is to stay on the mountain and get the word to you, not get the word and also go deliver it. But because the deliverers are not able to go give it, they're stuck being codified in meta-narratives that are giving them bewitchments. 
So you don't mind the psychiatrist telling you how to keep faith. Because that's your church. So you're not free. But you just stand balanced to survive. Did Jesus come for you just to survive? How can you go minister in survival mode? What kind of church are we having? Just because they got money doesn't mean God gave it. And just because they're making movement doesn't mean that God won't use them to get the job done, but it doesn't mean he qualifying them. Church, line upon line, precept upon precept. He uses people, but he'll throw you away if you have it. Oh, let me be careful here. Somebody say, I don't want to be used and thrown away. Come on, I want to be known by him. You can put it on something, so I'm done. We're in a time where you have to learn how to get intimate with God. Somebody say intimacy. The Bible says the spirit of God searches you. He searches every level in you. He searches the heart. Are you allowing God to search you? Or you keep coming out of the conversation that he wants to have? Are you still living out of the comfort zone of your mind? Israel didn't have to go around for 40 years. They said it took seven days. Could it be what you thinking that's going to take a long time actually just takes seven days? Wow. According to your the danger number one we start with principles but you will violate principles when your heart is not checked God said it's not yes and no with me it's yes and how many want to go into your calling? How many want to go into your the character and your calling? And you want to reach. How many want the promises of God? You got. You see, the problem is you got to know the full. Don't just give some of the Bible. The Bible says when you reach the promises, it actually fulfills the covenant. When you reach for watch this. When you reach even the prosperity level, he said you fulfill the covenant. Just because, the problem is we've been on two pendulums of extremes. Either people with extra kingdom, no spirit, or they super spiritual and no money. Somebody say the full gospel. It's that and some. And that too. You can go back to that first song, uh, Nanjo. It's that too. Somebody say that too. Because God came, he said, I'm restoring things in heaven and on earth. He restoring everything back to himself. Where is he? Come on, come on, saints. We about to close. 
I am restoring all things back to myself, things in heaven and things on earth. Now, where is God? Of he's in you. So the restoration of things are coming back to himself. So why are you keeping wondering if God wants you to have it? Is it a question of he wants you to have it or is it a question of what you want to do with it? And how you sing it. What if it was God that told you, I want you to like it? See, I messed y'all up because you're like, Pastor, you just preached on how we shouldn't like it. Because See, you missed the whole thing. It wasn't about liking or disliking. It was about your position about it. If God told you to open a school and your your heart is souls in school, yet you got a family and you want them to be comfortable and you're like, God, I desire to have this, this, this. How many of you know God wants you to have that? He just didn't want you to focus. But he said, because you're in my burden, I'm preparing a way for you to enter into it. But now because you're only working to keep the bills. There's nothing wrong with that. I told you to take care of your family. But you don't need to pray and keep the mind of the spirit just to take care of your bills. There's nothing wrong with taking care of your bills. Do y'all hear me? Some of y'all. But God is saying after you've done that, I need you to go beyond that. Somebody say I'm going beyond that. Because if I know my check coming, I'm going to chill. Some of y'all say, I just chill. I work hard. Six to two, three. The rest of your day is bliss. Outreach what? No, baby, that's for Saturday. I'll deal with that. I'll deal with that then. Do you go do outreach or you become the outreach? So what I'm telling you, people of God, God is shifting perspective. That's why he told the rich young ruler, I want you to go sell everything and follow me. Because there's something about you that you stuck to this stuff. How many of you know the rich young ruler that followed all the commandments didn't follow Jesus? Now I have to put a balance here because a lot of believers you've been stuck in a poverty spirit And every time you hear stuff like this, you think it qualifies you in poverty. That's not what I'm saying. Because uh, unless you get the money, they're going to keep taking your stuff. But what I am saying, if you're growing with money outside of your soul, you're not really growing. You're actually being sold. That's why the Bible says, what will give the man, gain the whole world and lose your, which means gaining should equate to your soul. If you're rich in finances, you should also be rich in your. Stand to your feet if you can. What'd you say? How do you know that somebody has a problem? They got a lot of money, but they're so. Be careful of following people who have money, but they're so. I'm giving you a tool here because some of y'all watch TV shows and you're getting the 10 steps to success from this person. They send all kinds of stuff. 
but you don't realize their soul is broken because they have money. Which means you don't you thought it was only the devil that gives money. No, no, excuse me. God that gives money. No, no, no. The devil gives his people good stuff, too. And we can even go a step further than that. Sometimes God gives ideas that Christians don't take. He give it to the world just because you don't want it. Don't mean the world can't get it. It's a principle. They're activating your gift. Not your gift. They're activating your call. Just twist it. Tell somebody I don't have time to play. I don't have time to play. I don't have time to be on the phone all day. I don't have time to be talking, wasting time. I don't have time to be eating ice cream all day. I got to get busy. Somebody say I got to get busy. I, you're not taking my family. You're not taking my stuff. You're not taking my home. You're not taking my space. You're not taking my children. You're not taking my marriage. you got to learn how to get busy. Some of you are supposed to be operating on higher levels, but you keep playing this religious game. Get out of it. Well, you know, I've just been here for long. It doesn't matter. You are wasting your life. If they can't build you, get away from it. I don't stay with people who don't have something that can't see me. If, if, how can you take me where you don't know where to go? I'm not here to build your agenda. We come here to gather together as the body of Christ that we can start building the body strong. And we should be the force multiplier in society instead of standing with people who don't even believe what you will believe. You become a force more. You actually become a partaker with them because of you standing with them. You can't even stand with your brothers and sisters in the solidity of faith. But you're going to stand because of some movement. And you're distracted, not knowing they're taking your laws behind your ears. Somebody, you're fighting the wrong fight. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and powers in the unseen realm. What are you talking about? Well, you, well, you know, we got to stand up. Yeah, you're standing in the wrong with the wrong feet. You're standing in the wrong sin. you got to stand in the spirit. The Bible says you got to learn how to stand on the altar of the spirit. Some of you allow words to build you because you don't have another altar that can override that. Let me ask you something. If I brought my son right here, what's the difference between me and him? What's the difference between the child and me? Age, maturity, what else? Height, experience. I'm looking for one thing. Watch this. Words. What? Excuse me, I said the wrong thing. The difference is age, everything y'all said. What's the difference in how we operate? I'm operating as a man and him as a child. It's words. Faith comes by and hearing by the I want you to hear me really quick. The same way you got to keep hearing faith. Faith comes by hearing. Faith didn't come because you heard. Faith come by hearing. That's why sometimes you get words more. You, know, you didn't understand it the first time, but you kept hearing. Depending on what was in front of you, you kept hearing. And it finally tore off that thing. 
But the same way you need to keep faith by hearing is the same way you got to keep poverty. By hearing. It's the same way you got to keep sickness by. Which means something in you got to keep recycling, reinforcing what keeps that there. I don't think y'all hear me. There is something in you that have to keep reinforcing the word that keeps that there. Because it's the lack of knowledge, because once God's knowledge comes in you, that thing has to leave. Jesus. Y'all better hear me. The devil can't keep you where you have. So what's really holding you? What's holding you is there's a word that's still qualifying what you have. And wherever you're keeping, listen to what I'm telling you. This don't bring you. Can y'all handle this? It doesn't bring you to hell, but I want you free on earth, too. But bewitchment will keep you in the cycle to comfort you. Long as you stay with it. Because the bewitchment system don't function unless you have something that it has a need. But the church of God is supposed to function as a hospital for those who have a need. That's why we need you to be built up. We should have a prayer team that a, a healing team. How many of you know we're going to get a healing team? For people who are sick every day, their job is to heal you. We stay and we stay and we stay until the healing comes. Why churches are not built like that? Y'all say they're not, but we've started. How many of y'all say we're going to start one of those? Yeah, because if the church can't do it, who else can? If the church can't heal the sick, raise the dead. If the church can't heal the brokenhearted, who else can? Like I said, I'm not mad at counseling and all that. We need that. That has its, its place. But even your psychiatrists and counselors should be biblical. Because if you only get the one from the school, they don't teach you freedom. They keep you circular. Because freedom is of the heart. And some of that, you can't train demons. They got to be cast out. Somebody says it's time to cast out some devils. Sometimes you got to cast them out yourself. How many of y'all know this is a spiritual church? Oh, sometimes you got to cast them out yourself. Your mind is everywhere. Don't you justify it. You say in the name of Jesus. Lay your hands on your own head. Close the door. You might want to take some stuff out the room. So just in case that thing get ugly. How many of you know Jesus will deliver you? Even if the man of God is not there. Oh, yeah. When I first got saved, I didn't know. I think I got all kind of things came out of me. I don't know what's going on. You can deliver yourself. You take the stuff out of the room. Say in the name of Jesus, go into your tongue. If you don't have a tongue yet, you start saying in Jesus name, I, I believe and I receive. You start speaking the word of God, pleading or telling the, the blood of Jesus. I, I come on over your mind and over your head and you stay until you get free. You'll stay at your job until you get enough money. 
I'm going to leave y'all alone for this. You'll stay at your job to get enough money, but you won't stay long enough for God to free you. You'll stay long enough. Even watch this. You won't even eat your lunch if you have more customers. But when God tell you to fast. Where are your priorities? Is God your life? I wish to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The life that I live in the flesh is in the son of the living God. He has given us the will and the do, which means you don't even have a will anymore. Well, I wish you don't have a will. What are you talking about? You wish what? Well, you know, my five year plan. I'm so glad that's your plan. What's God's? Well, you know, I can do this and I can retire and I can do this and I can retire and I can get this and I can do that. What did God say? Oh, but you're not living your life, right? You, you see what I'm saying? We have been bewitched for the American dream. And it's good to be in America because we got freedom right now. But what I want you to understand is you wasn't called to have the American dream. You called to have the Christ dream. And Christ dream is whether it's to the point of death. It's to the point of death. I come to deliver a message this morning that God is telling you to not be ashamed of the gospel. God is calling you up. Lift your hands. I want to pray over you right now. Before God can bring you up, you got to deal with.